um, we have a lot of things to cover today, but we're going to begin, or I'm going to begin, with the, the mourning, the mourning over the killing of the two brave cops, uh, Jason Rivera, whose funeral yesterday, dramatic funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral, with thousands of the Blue Line, thousands of New York's finest, thousands of New York's cops in attendance, and of course the we also mourn Wilbert Mora, uh, who was also killed in, I guess, a domestic violence call. It's a terrible thing. And it has so much to do uh, with their bravery and their sacrifice. We mustn't forget that in the midst of all these discussions. Their bravery and their sacrifice, two very young cops. It's a horrible story. We must also give sincerest condolences to wives, families, friends, relatives, as two of New York's finest were killed in the line of action, in the line of fire. Also tragic, also horrible. And we hope that God looks over them. We hope they rest in peace in the next life. Like many of you, I'm a believer, so we can only hope that God will watch over them. But I want to say, uh, I want to talk today about this, my own views. We will have two distinguished guests to talk about it in this first hour. One is uh, Mike Goodwin from the New York Post, Pulitzer Prize winning reporter in the New York Post, and uh, Greg Kelly whose dad was, of course, police commissioner. But uh, uh, Greg is a longtime broadcaster now with Newsmax and show on WABC Radio. This um, <clears throat> crime wave in New York uh, has reached astronomical proportions. It is getting worse, not better. And if it isn't, if it isn't fixed, and it can be fixed because we've gone through this before. I've been a New Yorker myself. Um, for the better part of the past 50 years, actually. A few, uh, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years off for some service in Washington, D.C., but essentially I've been around, I've seen the city safe, and I've seen the city unsafe. Obviously, safe is better. I've seen it get fixed during the uh, Giuliani and Bloomberg years. I've seen spectacular police commissioners, um, like Greg Kelly's father, Ray Kelly, Bratton, Bill Bratton, others. But there is an attitude, a political attitude. I, I want to be as you know sober on this as I can. I don't want to rant and rave. But there's an attitude of uh, permissiveness, an attitude where Somehow, in the minds of people on the far left, the radical far left, that the criminals have more rights than the victims, including the police. That helping the criminal is more important than protecting the cops or the civilian victims. This is an insane theory. It's a woke theory. It's part of this woke, far-left, radical, 
critical race theory where everything is racialized and all common sense is out the window. And frankly, all good laws of policing and all good jurist approaches, courts approaches, judges approaches, all that's out the window because a tiny group of far, far left people who do not represent this city or this country have at least temporarily taken control in Washington uh, and New York, New York City, and New York State, and the big cities around the country. I mean, as hideous as New York's problem is, unfortunately, tragically, this city is not alone. This state is not alone. You know, you see it in Chicago, and you see it in Los Angeles, and you see it in San Francisco, and you see it in Seattle, and you see it in Portland. Uh, I recall on the uh, our Fox Business show, Cudlow, from 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, every day, you know, we've, we've been putting a map up on the full screen showing uh, 15 major U.S. cities, uh, all run, you know, elected officials, mayors, by far-left Democrats uh, who are experiencing record homicide rates across the country. We've seen uh, looters, rioters, people burning down cities go unpunished. And we've seen uh, spokespeople for the far, far left, the radical left, um, continue to say they have to protect uh, people of color, blacks and browns, I guess. I don't know anymore if that includes Asians. It should. I was reading a story, I don't know, yesterday. I was coming back from Washington on the train, and I think I was reading a story Yesterday, that this uh, this group, Black Lives Matter, uh, has a $60 million budget, and no one has any clue where that money is going and how it's being spent or who's running the place. Here in New York, we have this crazy guy, whatever, Hawk something or other, uh, who is, I guess, not strictly speaking affiliated with the national Black Lives Matter, but he was talking when uh, Eric Adams became mayor about um, better not go back to the old ways of policing because then we would have rioting in the streets, something to that effect. I mean, this is crazy stuff. That guy should have been, if you ask me, should have been thrown in jail. He's an insurrectionist. And the message is very clear. But the irony, the irony, the tragic irony is it is precisely the African Americans and Hispanics and other minority groups uh, who get the worst of it. They have the worst consequences. They have the highest homicide rates. They get killed. Their kids get killed. Their schools are ruined. Their businesses are ruined. I mean, we've made phenomenal progress with African American economics Jobs, employment, business ownership. Jason Riley's piece in this morning's Wall Street Journal op-ed page. I'll get to that later in the show. But this inner-city crime is destroying that progress. 
destroying the schools, destroying the businesses. It is they who get the worst of it. And yet their spokespeople blame proper policing and proper law enforcement and proper judging, they blame that on racism. It's whitey, white supremacists. No, it's not. It's just people who are lawless and their supporters keeping them out of jail. No bail, no jail. We have this crazy guy, Alvin Bragg. We'll talk about him in a minute. The governor met with him yesterday. I don't know what came out of it. She issued some cryptic statement. I have no idea what what she was telling us. I have no idea what she was telling us. We can, what is it? We can have justice, social justice, and, uh, and regular justice. I'm trying to look for the exact phrase. I mean, she's defending, Hochul, defending the uh, no bail. Safety and justice must go hand in hand. Kathy Hochul, governor of New York. Safety and justice. I don't know what that means. Safety and justice for all the ordinary folks, everybody. Why can't we have a colorblind law system? Colorblind legal system. You know, among the many tragedies in this story, tragedies of the cops, tragedies of their families, record high homicide rates, what was the number I saw? 2018, we had 289 people killed in this city. In 2021, it was 485. And of course, there are you know thousands of lessers. We're losing here in New York City. That's what is also such an important part, that not just the loss of life, the loss of safety, the loss of kids, but this rapper, this crazy rapper, blue something or other, owns guns, shooting people, threatening cops, and he's out on bail. Sea blue, laws guns in his videos, and the judge lets him out. Said he had no choice, I guess. I, huh? Really? Really? But we're losing New York. We are losing New York. Between this record crime wave, high, high taxes, socialist leaders elected by tiny minorities, people don't vote much here anymore, Businesses leaving. We're losing our financial base. We're losing our financial industry base. We are losing to Florida badly. You know, I know it's a cliche, I suppose. It's not weather. It's not just going down to the warm weather. You know, the free state of Florida. They have much more sensible rules regarding COVID. They don't have any income taxes. They don't have this kind of crime problem in Miami. There's crime in Miami, but not like this. 
They don't have far-left people running the city councils. They don't have far, far-left people running the running the county executives, running the uh, mayoralties. They don't have a far-left legislature. They don't have a far-left governor. They have school choice and vouchers. And as I say, more sensible COVID policy. They don't have mandates. They don't have critical race theory in the schools. This is Miami, but all over Florida, which is whooping New York and every area. Their population is increasing rapidly. Our population is declining rapidly. Our governor's positions on COVID and masking and mandating make no sense whatsoever. No sense. Neither does Biden's for that matter. It's a different subject, related but different. This is not a free city. There's a free state of Florida, but we have a subjugated city in New York. Morale's low. Steve Schwarzman, my longtime friend who is a big-time banker, runs uh, Blackstone, was quoted in the meeting. uh, They had a big meeting, uh, business people, with uh, this Alvin Bragg, crazy district attorney person. And he said, people won't come back to work because it's not safe. The subways aren't safe. How many times have we read people getting pushed onto the tracks in front of an incoming train? This is, I mean, 40 years ago or whatever it was, 30, 35 years ago, 30 years ago, Rudy Giuliani came in and the issue was graffiti in the subways and turnstile jumping, both of which are still around and have come back, I'm sorry to report, but this is people getting pushed off the, off the side onto the tracks in front of an incoming train to get killed. What is that? Who would do that? And it says, well, people who are mentally ill. Well, I have enormous sympathy with any form of mental illness. But these are also mentally ill people with criminal records who should not be on the street. They should be in jail. I mean, we're going to have to change everything. We're going to have to change the culture and create a new culture of safety and security. And we're going to have to change our politics. I am a conservative. I proudly served two presidents in my time, Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. I have advised many other presidents. I am a conservative. But we just need a moderate position, a middle ground in New York. We've gone so far to the left, defending the rights of the criminals over the rights of the victims or the cops or the parents or the kids or the schools or the businesses. This cannot, this cannot last. We will destroy a great city which would break our hearts. We cannot continue this. Something very major has to change. And it's got to change fast. We'll talk some more about this. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, I'll be right back on the other side. Uh, I'm Larry Kudlow. It's a great pleasure to be with you. I am a longtime New Yorker. 
I love this city. My wife loves this city. She is a highly respected artist, painter. We devote ourselves to all things civic, philanthropic. I've been working in this city, in government, on Wall Street, as a TV broadcaster, as a radio broadcaster, since the 70s, since the actually the mid-70s, since the early 70s, what am I saying? What's happening here breaks my heart. The deaths of these brave young cops breaks my heart. The tragedy for their families breaks my heart. What's happening to our great city breaks my heart. We'll be right back after this. I'm Larry Kudlow. Please stay with us. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. Um, I guess I just want to say a couple of more words about this. There's lots and lots. We're going to talk about the economy. We had a lot of numbers out. They're not good. The inflation rate continues to rise. That's not good. We've got a Supreme Court uh, opening. We'll talk about that. The Russian-Ukraine story uh, gets worse. Joe Biden is getting outwitted, I think, by Vladimir Putin. But I, I do want to just return. I mean, you know, uh, this is a national radio show. Uh, I've been doing this for a couple of decades. We're talking about the New York tragedy with these two young cops uh, who lost their lives uh, in their ser- service of their city. But it really isn't just a New York story. It is a national story. Because unfortunately and tragically, the crime wave here in New York is all across the country. And the attitude, the ideological attitude, that somehow criminals, whatever their skin but I guess mostly black and brown, mostly black. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. But somehow our job as citizens and then elected leaders and police and judges and juries and public health and first responders and all the rest of it, all the people that give themselves, give of themselves in service, public officials and so forth, that somehow protecting criminals has become more important than protecting the citizens. It's a remarkable, remarkable story, and it must be changed before we lose everything here in New York and before we lose our country, before we lose our whole country. 